0: people go to amazon to purchase period yep. they don't go to amazon to socialize or to ask their brother which one to buy they don't do any of that they do that before they get to amazon when sellers come off of amazon they don't they don't understand how to market to those other stages stages of the buyer's market of the buyer's journey and that's actually 80% of their audience is in are in those stages so just moving your marketing or expanding your marketing off of Amazon exponentially blows up your audience potential. Welcome fellow entrepreneurs to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast, where we talk about Amazon Wholesale and how you can use it to build an e-commerce empire, a side hustle, or anything in between. And now, your host... Todd Welch.
1: All right, welcome to another episode of Entrepreneur Adventure. I'm your host Todd Welch, and today we have Joe Reichfeld on, and he is the founder of Ecommerce Optimizer. He's been in this e-commerce game for a long time. He's got a Bachelor's of Science in Business Administration from the University of Phoenix, and what's really interesting is at the time. He was the youngest person admitted and graduated from the University of Phoenix at the time, which is pretty cool. So, Joe, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about being the youngest person at the University of Phoenix and more about your background in e-commerce?
0: Yeah, well, what I remember about it, because it was a long time ago, um, it uh, it it was pretty cool. At that time, University of Phoenix was still new. And the minimum age was 25. So I had to get waivers and stuff. And I, I, I tested out of all of my lower division credits. So I tested out of a year and a half of college just to get in there. Um, and everybody was like 35 and 40 and corporate officers and stuff. So it was really, really cool. Um, I, I, I made a lot of good connections there and um, started a company while I was there. And some of these corporate people wanted, wanted to invest money. So I knew I had a winner. Very good. And you were 18 at the uh-huh. time? I was 18 when I I was 18 when I finished,
1: yeah. 18 when you finished. Very nice. That that's yeah. impressive. I don't know too many people that have done that.
0: I, I I enjoyed it. That was a good school then. I I really enjoyed it. It was challenging. High school wasn't challenging high school wasn't challenging. That's why I was going to college and high school at the same time.
1: Very nice. Well, I definitely was not the youngest person at my home, <laughs> but uh uh, still had a good time. Uh, learned, learned a lot, but uh, That's good. you've been selling online for how long? Uh, 21 years.
0: Twenty one. Yeah. I started uh, in 1999. Uh, my ex-wife was really artistic and she would paint cow skulls. I live in Arizona. Cow skulls are kind of common here. So she would get cow skulls and paint them and decorate them. Uh, and they were hanging all over her house. And uh, she she wasn't real good at going to gift shops to get them, to put them for sale. So I opened up a, a website and um, I know from previous experience, if you want more people, broaden your offering. So um, we, it, we, we brought in uh, artists, not, not manufacturers, but actual artists, Southwest style furniture, Native American art, Indian jewelry. I mean, it was all one-offs. It was all authentic. Um, it was all dropship. <laughs> which was nice drop ship and consignment. So I had no overhead, um, in that sense. Um, and I did a, a million dollars in, in, in jewelry in 18, within 18 months. Um, okay, so and where were you selling in, back then, uh, on the internet. Um, it was, on, I had a store here, but it was on the internet just through my website. Uh, I had a listing on Amazon. I had listings on eBay. I probably had the highest price listings on Amazon and eBay, but but then you could put your URL for your website in your listing. So I really used them to drive traffic to my listing and it worked. Uh, And I was um, a beta tester for the original pay-per-click at four cents a word. I remember being really pissed off when it hit 15 cents a word and look at what it is now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we did China dolls and uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it went really well. I owned that till, uh, 2003. And then I sold the whole thing to an Enron executive who was, uh, having to get out of California. Um, uh, and it's, it's still in business. He, it, not that far from here. It's still in business. He still does pretty well. Um, I took, a, I took a year off after that and then, uh, started consulting and started selling on Amazon, started helping, um, um, a couple of mortgage companies during the mortgage before the mortgage crisis. Um, with their seo and with uh, uh, optimizing their online applications um so i was in several industries at once uh, then you know the housing market went to crap um so i went solely into uh, uh marketplaces and stuff um and in what 2009 2009 i swore off ever working with 3p sellers again because uh it just you know how it is, you know, sometimes they just don't want to do, they think they, they can't get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, we're all guilty of that. So I, I started working with just corporations then. And, uh, I have clients that I've had for well over 10 years that are worldwide brands. Um, one's doing a million a week just through his website and he has eight fulfillment centers around the world. And then I have others, you know, most of my clients sell on Amazon and other places. Um, I know a lot about Amazon, but I actually know a lot more about diversifying um, your business and selling on multiple platforms. Um, you know, Amazon Amazon's a great place to sell. It's a great marketplace. You and I can't come up with enough money to match the exposure that they give your, your brand just for being on there. Um, so you can't be a serious e-commerce player in the U.S. and not sell on Amazon but if 2020 taught us anything, it's that you can't be a serious e-commerce player and only sell on Amazon because sure. they, they have you by the, you know, they can cut you off in a heartbeat. And then what do you have? Yep. And, always, and that's, uh, and really that's hard. wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, that's, so, uh, you know, we, we all
1: kind of, uh, live uh, afraid of that. You know, if I wake up in the morning and I've got that little red flag and my account mm-hmm. is down for whatever reason. Uh, if you're doing things on the up and up, it's almost always uh, not a legitimate reason. Right. It can happen,
0: you know. Right. And that's the, the sad part. Of it is, is yeah, it's a year. It's not if, it's when. Mm-hmm. At some point. And that's, that's the crappy part because if it is wrong, you could, be, you could lose months worth of revenue. Um, in four weeks during November, they they suspended seventy thousand accounts for related accounts and new new sold or used sold as new, and they gave them no quick pathway to get reinstated. So these are businesses that had a terrible twenty twenty and were counting on that time of year to make their year, and they lost that. That's wrong. That is so wrong. Uh, that, Yeah, I I understand
1: Amazon having to cover itself, but it is really bad that there's not an easy way to appeal and, you know, get someone on the phone that actually knows what they're talking about and get it figured out. You know, instead... That's on on purpose. Yeah, and uh, then then
0: you got to start and you have to start over. And, you know, but but the programs that worked for them, you know, FBA and all this other stuff, their specific programs, they work perfect. mm -hmm. You know, but the seller-facing stuff, is a nightmare. Hopefully, this new CEO, because he's the, uh, coming from AWS. Hopefully, he focuses on that and fixes that. I really hope that's what happens, um, because it's 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 as a business owner, that to me is so unacceptable that somebody control can control my livelihood like that. Um, that that that's wrong. And you know, for a lot of sellers, they think you know if I'm going to get off of Amazon, I got to spend all this money and all this time and. And do this, this, and the this, that, and the other thing. And you know, I, I'm a Shopify partner, and I'll be the first to say that Shopify is not for everybody at all. Most sellers, if they're just dabbing their feet in the water, don't need Shopify yet. You know, they they should they should prove their concept first and prove to themselves that they they will put make the effort. They really need a landing page for starters, um, and and can go from there. Um, and I mean, you can get a landing, you can build a landing page for free with MailChimp and you've got Unbounce and you've got Drip. And I mean, there's a million different landing page builders out there that, where you can host your one page. Um, and so, you know, I, I just, I see people, they rush off Amazon, they get the Shopify site and they don't know anything about code. They know even less about SEO and marketing and, and they're like, okay, so what do I do? And they fail because... On Amazon, Amazon is America's cash register. People go to Amazon to purchase, period. Yep. They don't go to Amazon to socialize or to ask their brother which one to buy. They don't do any of that. They do that before they get to Amazon. When sellers come off of Amazon, they don't, they don't understand how to market to those other stages, stages of the buyer's market, of the buyer's journey. And that's actually 80% of their audience is in are in those stages. So just moving your marketing or expanding your marketing off of Amazon exponentially blows up your audience potential. Um, sure. If 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 you approach it correctly. You know, you can't Amazon's all about closing the sale, closing the sale. And it should be. If you have that, you know, if you take that outlook with your landing page or your Facebook ad, it's going to do miserably. And that's what where, you know, that's where the problem is. Do you go to social media to make purchases? Ever? No. N- neither do I, and neither do most people. So, what what do you do when you see ads? You keep scrolling, right? But if if you see something that you don't know is an ad, and it just jumps out at you because it touches something that is a problem that you you experience, you're going to stop and you're going to you're going to look at it. So if if all they did was position their ads as conversations. And go for that emotional trigger, you know that, that 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 their audience can relate to right there. That starts the conversation. That's what that's what social media is. It's a conversation. Ads don't work. Pictures of, pictures of the back of my head looking at my computer as an ad on Facebook is not going to work. We, you see that all the time. You know immediately. Oh, ad. <laughs> you know. You know. And you just keep going. This is what you see when you see somebody looking at social media on their phone. And the goal is to stop that finger. You know, the the hardest thing is to stop the finger, to stop the scroll. Um, And that's the first step. And um, I mean, on any social media platform, Pinterest, Instagram, any of those. Um, So really, you know, for sellers, just taking a step back and taking the Amazon hat off and just being a consumer, being a, a user and thinking about themselves or their kids or their family and how they interact with the different, you know, we're all weird because this is what we do. You can't judge, you know, you can't judge how other people are going to react based on what you or I do online, because this is what we do. We're not the normal, you know, clientele. It's frustrating to see sellers go through, you know, the trials and tribulations that they go through when they, when they do try to expand Um, because Amazon pushes this myth of we're the only place in the world you can sell. You know we're the best. Nobody can do what we do. Blah 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 blah. And it's BS. Um, but it's easy to fall into that because Amazon gives you this giant nut of traffic. You know that first sale, that first sale, that first sale, and a new seller. That's you, you get giddy. It's really easy to get complacent on Amazon because of that. It an yeah, Amazon drug. Yeah, and and you know, you, but think about Jeff Bezos. That guy has a broom and he's sweeping money into the bag, you know, and he's taking money home by the trash bag. And what that is, is that's your list. That's your list. The value of a buyer on a list is 10 times the the initial purchase. Yep. So think about how many new people over the years you've brought to Amazon where he gets those other nine sales. You only get one and you can't contact him ever again. That's to, to me, I still have my list from 1999. I still have people on my list from, from them. And I you know, I talk to them at least once a year, twice a year. Um, I'm sure I could fire it up and, and crank some sales out of it fairly easily. Amazon doesn't d- give you that opportunity. And that is your future as an e-commerce seller. So one of the things that I'm focusing on this year is uh, teaching Amazon sellers how to build their list. I mean, wh- if you're going to sell online, even if you don't have a website yet, you should be collecting email addresses. You can go to Mailchimp, get a Mailchimp account, it's free. They'll host your landing page, you can start building an email list. The key with Amazon is not what TOS says you can't do, it's what TOS doesn't talk about. That's really the the, the key to winning on Amazon. Forget what TOS says you can't do. Stay away from that stuff. That just don't even go there. With the don't even play those games. But what does TOS not talk about at all? That's where it's wide open. There's no rules on that stuff, you know. So you gotta you have to think outside the box. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's lots of ways to to get people to your properties off of Amazon that are within TOS. At nowhere in TOS does it say the word hashtag. Nowhere. Yeah. So you can put on your on your insert. We love to see pictures of our users with our product. Take a picture of yourself using our product and post it on any social media anywhere using our branded hashtag, and we'll enter you into this contest. You've got social proof and testimonials now going up on social media for your product. And these are people that are putting it on their own profile, and then you're copying it to your profile. That, that beats the crap out of any Amazon review. When you're That's pre-selling people. You know, they then what the people that see that then go to Amazon, they're doing a branded search or they're going right to your listing. Yeah. You know, and Um, that changes everything.
1: Now, for myself, uh, I mostly sell other people's products Mm -hmm. Um, and I am mostly on Amazon right now, like 98, 97 percent, a little bit on eBay. What's your recommendation for someone like myself or someone who's only selling on Amazon, um, other people's products now. So we're not talking about like making our right. own brand. What platforms do you see as being the best opportunity to expand outside of Amazon and kind of diversify?
0: So your listings, you're on listings with other people, other resellers, correct? Correct. Right. So really on Amazon, you're, um, you know, your different, your, your differentiator on Amazon is unfortunately price most of the time off of Amazon, you have all kinds of opportunities. So are your products in the same category or do you have products in multiple categories? Um, I have kind of
1: specialized into a couple categories, but uh, I do have them outside of that in different
0: areas as well. Okay. So, so what I would say to you, you know, if we were sitting down and we are trying to make a plan for, you know, what to do in the next six, nine months, three years, whatever. I would say, okay, so take your, your, the category that you have the most products in, and you want to build a community based on the greater subject that those products are a part of. So let's say that you have, you're in the auto parts uh, category and you have jack stands and, um, uh, car stereo faces and, you know, a little, um, appearance things for your car so i would say build a community based on car accessories car car accessories but even more than that um beautifying your car you know like what my kids do you know they put nicer tires on the car they put giant boom boxes in the back you know all that stuff you build a community not based on product but based on the pain points of doing this stuff so how tos you know, a forum, maybe a forum where where you have question and answer areas and how-tos for specific vehicles um, and, th- and things like that. When you do that, you rank for a ton of keyword phrases. I have a client who who's done that with, he has three, he had three ASINs. It's not on Amazon anymore. He just finished out last year. He did 12 million in sales on his website. He has 111,000 ranking keywords keyword phrases. That's nuts. You can't get that with PPC, you know, and he did that with content. Um, And the investment he made into content to get this started was less than one month's PPC spend on Amazon. And his last year on Amazon, he did $6 million between January and um, October. And then he was suspended the beginning of October and did $6 million on his website. Um, So, and it, it, it kind of worked out to be a little bit of an accident. So we started this website. He was selling on Amazon. We weren't selling on the website. If you wanted to buy his product on his website, you were referred back to Amazon. So we were able to get the emails of all of his Amazon buyers because they all went to his website after they made their their purchase. Um, So when he got suspended... We emailed all of his Amazon buyers, and we said, "Oh, by the way, we're not on Amazon anymore. You can buy your product here now." And we were able to successfully move his subscribe and save business from Amazon to his website. Right. Um, and he he did he had a million a million unique visitors this last March or last um, I'm sorry November, which is nuts. But 111 thousand keyword phrases that he's ranking for. That's crazy. That's crazy. And, and he, he overdid it on purchasing content. So they don't, the people that work directly for him, they wrote nothing on the website. All the content was outsourced. Um, and he spent about 12 grand for 300 articles. He could have done it for four grand with a hundred articles, but he got a little carried away. He still has a hundred articles. He hasn't posted because now he has, Um, doctors and influencers that write for his website and submit for free every month. Nice. Um, And, you know, and, and again, it's built out from not the product, but the greater subject that the products are part of. So it hits, and it's in the health business. So it hits all the pain points, but you got recipes, you got exercises, you've got all kinds of stuff. You can just, Kind of grows. So, if in like the auto part, you know, back to that auto, the automotive example, you have Hondas, you've got Toyotas, you've got Fords, you've got Mazdas, you've got accessories, you've got performance parts, you've got replacement parts. There's all kinds of things that you can do with that to build it out. And when you have a forum, a question and answer forum, your users are filling it with content.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With their questions and answers, and they're answering each other and they're building your content for you. And that stuff ranks. You know, they're the keywords that they inadvertently put in their answers rank. Yeah. You know, and that stuff comes up. Back before Facebook, forums were our was our SEO, or not our SEO, our social media. Forums in MySpace, yep. you know, were our social media. And there's a lot of categories still have forums out there. I mean, there's a, a forum search search engine called uh, boardreader.com and everybody should search their keyword phrases on there because there's a lot of categories that still have forums and those forums are highly concentrated groups of your audience all in one place. Mm-hmm. And there's no competition because people don't advertise on, on most of the forums anymore. So it's actually, you could find a larger concentration of your target audience than you find on Amazon with less competition. Um, so when you come off of it, the, the first thing, anybody that's thinking about trying to diversify off of Amazon, the first thing I'm going to ask them is, have you done your buyer personas? Do you know exactly who your ideal buyer is? Because I'm going to ask you what influencers do they worship? Where do they get their news? Um, what pain points do they have in life? Because that's where we're going to find the best places to target them. On Amazon and through paid advertising, you're targeting one purchase at a time. PPC targets one purchase purchase at a time, which is the reason PPC costs as much as it does. If you found that your one of your categories of products all had this, you know, this influencer, Tony Robbins or somebody like that, that they that every, you know, all those people in that category just worship and listen to his every word, it's worth it for you to take your PPC investment, even if it costs that much, to get him to endorse your product or to get him to let you do a guest post. I mean, I don't recommend spending that kind of money because you don't need to. But but that's, when you think about it, if he recommends you to his followers, that's implied trust. That's warm traffic. They don't need to see reviews. Tony Robbins recommended it. I'm going to go buy it. I don't, I don't, I don't have to question anything about it. I'm going to go by it because he's told me to, yep. um, it, it's well worth it. And so rather than targeting one person at a time, you just got this whole big audience um, click funnels, Russell Brunson, his, his book, traffic secrets. That's what he talks about. Click funnels is what it is today because he made a list of a hundred influencers and he started calling every one of them. Trying, trying to partner with them to, to get an interview, you know, to, to get some space. And 48 of them said no. And number 49 said yes. And after he got off the phone, number 49, he called the first 48 and he said, hey, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, thanks for, thanks for, you know, considering it. And oh, by the way, number 49 said yes. Have a nice day. Like, so those other 48ers are thinking to themselves, wow, what did he see in him that I didn't? And ClickFunnels is what what it is today because of that. He he talks all about it in Traffic Secrets. That's how he made he built ClickFunnels, you know. And he talks about you know spending money on on ads or feeding his family. That's how you know. That's how close it got. Uh, it's real interesting those, those stories. But it you know as a sell, as a small business owner, you have to maximize the potential of every dollar you spend. Yep. And and really. PPC is very effective on Amazon and it can be very effective, but that's not the best. um, It's not always the best uh, outlet for for your money on Amazon. It is because you don't only have so many, so many choices, but off of Amazon, there's lots of other things you can do. I mean, for like content, I can get a 2000 word article, 2500 word article written for about 35 bucks. So I can get a hundred of them for thirty five hundred bucks. That's nothing when you think about it. Good articles,
1: Uh, and
0: then you can pay a VA or somebody to SEO all of them, and boom, less than five thousand dollars. You have a content site.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: For Uh, sure, it
1: speaks volumes to what I've talked about in the past and finding a niche and mm -hmm. diving into that niche, getting lots of products, and going deep. Yep. Can, then you you could start a community and a website right. Uh, right. around those
0: products. Yeah, the, the, the chasing shiny objects thing is is it just means that you're going to work really hard for your whole life. Um, you <laughs> know, if, exactly. if if I if I find a winner, I'm gonna I'm going to grow that company horizontally. You know, if I if I have if I'm if I'm selling blenders and my blender is doing really well, I'm going to try to carry every blender that Amazon has. Yep it's to my advantage. Then if I, then if I don't get the sale on one, I get it on another, I'm going to expand horizontally. I'm going to do blender cups. I'm going to do, you know, different smoothie cups. I'm going to cover that whole thing. And so now I have a brand that's got value to it. Um, and when you, and your list, and when I sold my company in 2003, he bought my list. The value of that company was in the list. Um, and little did we know then, you know, what, where lists would go, but the value of my, the company to him, I had $40,000, maybe, maybe $40,000 worth of inventory, which was nothing. Um, but he spent a lot of money on my business and it was the name, the brand and um, you know, the reputation, but the list. Yep, um, the things that you owned. that Yeah. Provide. yeah see, and that's, and that's exactly it. What do you own of your business? Yep. You own you own your inventory. If Amazon will give it back to you, um, but y- your list is something that you own, you can lose everything. If you have your list, you can recover. Yep. You, sure. you have your list and your res- your your reputation. You can recover and recover fast. You can also go to a different platform with your list, and if they trust you, they will buy from you there. It's going to be hard, but it you know it helps. One of the things that I don't like about Amazon and about a lot of the marketplaces is their review systems. Um, To me, there's nothing Amazon can do to fix the review problem, except walk away from it and give it to a third party aggregator like Birdseye or Trustpilot Mm -hmm. um, to aggregate reviews. You as a seller, if you leave Amazon and you go to another marketplace, it's frustrating as hell that you have to start over and establish your reputation and all that stuff. Your your reputation and your better business bureau report, whatever you want to call it, you know, that should care- go with you. You've worked very hard for that. That should go with you. So I, I like the idea of a, a review aggregator because then that's what happens. You know, so if you're dirtbag, you're still a dirtbag over there too, because that stuff follows you. You know,
1: you know, I mean but that yeah, I would love to see that happen. That'd be a pretty cool thing because then, like you said, you can get the reviews from all over the place. It yeah. happens all the time where you're on Amazon and maybe it has four and a half out of five stars on Amazon. Then you go to Walmart and it has like three stars out of five and mm-hmm.
0: Target or yeah. Best
1: Buy has something else. And, yeah, and eBay's uh, got one product or not. I don't know if it is mm-hmm. or what's going on,
0: but right. That that makes you question the integrity of those reviews. Yep. You don't know yeah, what, you don't know, know what, what to, to question the highest reviews out of all mm-hmm. the other sites. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't know what to question or who to question, but last year um, buyers were surveyed and only 18% of them said they trust Amazon reviews. Yep. They, they said they trust Walmart reviews more than Amazon, which is a real kick in the nuts for Amazon. Uh, Mark Lore, the guy that built jet, he just left Walmart. Now he's only consulting for them for another six months and then he's done. Um, Anything and everything Walmart's ever touched online went to crap Mm. until they bought Jet and let him run their e-commerce. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Walmart.com after September when he actually finally leaves. Because the person that they had replace him was their retail CEO. And that's always been their problem. They apply retail principles to their e-commerce. And it's always, always made it fail. Walmart may not be a player for that much longer, but one, you know, this year proved a lot of things. 75% of all first time e-commerce purchases in the first six months of last year were on walmart.com. That's crazy. When you think about that, that's crazy. Walmart's revenue from new business last year was $540 million. Amazon's revenue from new business was 230 or something like that. Nice. For the first time ever, Shopify merchants outsold Amazon merchants from uh, Black Friday through Cyber Monday. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. That's, That's and I mean, that's it, right? That's really interesting. And the thing about it, yeah, right. In that space, for sure. It does. And when you think about it, it didn't hurt Amazon. There's plenty of business out there for all three of them and others as well. There's plenty of business out there. That's the whole thing. So what that says is if, if you're only on one, you're not getting any of that other business, you know, or you're only on two. It's, a, it's about getting your name out there. It's called the web for a reason. Outside of uh, building out our own website
1: and community and stuff like that, do you recommend any other marketplaces to go into? Which ones do you see as, as the best ones to take
0: the time to learn? Um, well, it's... You have to know your audience. If you know your audience and you know you know their struggles and and who they're responding to, many times that will tell you where the what marketplace or forum or where you should go with your product. For every every seller is going to be slightly different, but from just a overall generalized place places to go, Pinterest is really good. Pinterest has uh, for most. Well, Pinterest is not social media. It's classified as social media, but it's not. It's a visual planning e-commerce search engine. The word planning infers I'm not ready to buy today. And they're not. The, the funnel on Pinterest is three and a half weeks long. So Pinterest um, mm-hmm. Pinterest has 40%, 40%, 30% more referrals than any social media site to, to e-commerce something like 93% of Pinterest users state that they've made purchases based on things they've seen on Pinterest. But with Pinterest, they're not stupid though. That's the thing. So if, if all you have on Pinterest is Amazon pins, you're going to get people that look at it. They see the Amazon URL and they're not going to click it because they know what they they know it's at the end of that rainbow. They're not ready to buy. So they may save it. They may not. They may click into your profile to see what else you have in your profile, and if all you have is Amazon pins, they might not want to save it. That hap- There's there's a lot of pushback from that um, on Pinterest. So as a as an Amazon seller, even if you don't have a website, it's to your advantage to create simple content pins um, lists. They're called listicles. Lists on Pinterest are the best producing pin um, for saves and for, uh, uh, for shares. So what do you do if you don't have a, if you don't have a website, you create a PDF, a list, um, you know, let's go back to the car parts. Um, you know, you create a, a, a list of the five, um, the five easiest upgrades for that you can do to any car to make it look better. Um, and you create the PDF out of that. And on the P, On the PDF, you make sure you have links to your products because those are live links when you save them as PDFs. And you distribute that everywhere. Every saving, every every sharing site, um, Dropbox, Google Docs, everywhere. You you distribute it everywhere. Your pin can link right to that. Your pin can go to your MailChimp landing page with an opt-in that connects to that file. Mm -hmm. Um, on your landing page, you can pre-sell your product if you want, um, on that landing page. So then the people that are hit that landing page that are ready to buy can go right to Amazon and buy, but those that aren't ready to buy, they just joined your mailing list and to get their thing. Well, now you can use, uh, an email sequence to nurture them to the, to the decision that you are the best choice to solve their problem. Yeah. Um, and and it works. I mean, that stuff works. People, PDFs and videos and eBooks convert better than coupons. Yeah. People like to get those little quick guides
1: and and things like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've done a little bit of that.
0: uh, Yeah. The the eBooks, you know, books are expensive. So when you're giving somebody an eBook, a lot of people see a lot of value in that because it's free. Uh, a lot of value and something that I've, I've kind of learned over the last 12 months or year is that if you're making an ebook release it on Amazon as a Kindle book also. Yeah. Because Amazon has built in for all kinds of free marketing opportunity for Kindle products. So let's say you create an ebook for your products. The last page of that ebook upsells your products with, with links. You put that, that ebook on, You still give it away for free through your landing page, but you also put it on Kindle. Amazon kicks in and they do some marketing for you. Anybody that reads that ebook that gets value out of it is going to click those links and they're going to go to your website. Well, Google sees any click out of a PDF as a high domain authority backlink from Adobe. Mm -hmm. They see any click out of a Kindle book as a high domain a, a high domain authority backlink from Amazon whether the link is, whether the click is next week next month or ten years from now my best performing backlinks are from PDFs that I've created and just kind of spread around so if you have products that you sell that just naturally have a lot of spec sheets or or um, instructions, Create PDFs out of that. Everybody that every everybody that sends you an inquiry about your product, send them the PDFs, you know, put post the PDFs to SlideShare and the different sharing sites. Make sure they have live URLs in them. And that actually helps build your domain authority for your website. But it and Amazon sees that, those as high domain authority backlinks. Amazon rewards off Amazon traffic better than it does PPC traffic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I never really thought about like posting it around on those different sites. Cause like if you've ever looked for a manual for a product or something like that, you f- find those PDF sharing sites mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. And yeah, so you can actually put the PDF up there and it would link back to your website or maybe Amazon, whatever you choose to do, but uh, mm-hmm. then you're gaining that, that
0: traffic. Again, you have to think about more than just your products. Let's say um, um let's say that you sold kids' shoes, little kids' shoes. So you could you could get yourself involved in, in some local program for shoes for little shoes for homeless kids, mm-hmm. something like that. You create PDFs of, around it, create PDFs about proper shoe sizes for little kids. How do you how do you measure you? You don't take your kid to the store when they're little. How do you measure their feet to know what size shoe to get them? And without having to come home with five sets of shoes to figure out which one works. How do you do that? So you can create instructions like that. Um, I, mean, it, I, I like the, the homeless kid shoe thing because that is polarizing. And you can get press out of that as well. But when you have that stuff, create PDFs, make copies of it, and put it on those sharing sites. Even if it gets buried, people will see, different people will see it and will click on it. And the fact that those are there and linked back to your site or just to your product page, if you don't have a site, that stuff helps you out. And at some point, I don't know why it hasn't happened already, but at some point, Amazon is going to reward new new subscriptions. They're going to reward buyers that they're gonna really reward sellers for bringing in new buyers, people that have never bought before. Because all this time, you know over the over the years, Amazon's contributed a lot to you know inventions, the growth of the internet, these other companies. But Amazon only grows through acquisition. Pinterest is bigger than Amazon now. Um, TikTok is bigger than Amazon. Snapchat's bigger than Amazon. Who's not bigger than Amazon? I don't know anymore to tell you the truth. Everybody's bigger than Amazon now now. Um, what does that say? That says that you're not hitting the, market, the whole your, your potential if you only appeal to an Amazon audience. It also says that if you run Facebook ads, you can get people in your funnel that don't buy on Amazon like me. If I get in your funnel on a Facebook ad and you only offer me Amazon, bye. So what, what we do and what I recommend to everybody, if you're gonna if you're gonna market off of Amazon, get a Stripe account, get a PayPal account, get a buy button. And on at the bottom of your funnel, rather than say, here's my Amazon link, say now available at these fine websites and put Amazon and eBay, and maybe you know your Shopify or a PayPal button so that your, your potential audience can pay how they are most comfortable. People are platform loyal. I'm not an Amazon customer. So I won't click that Amazon button to go buy on Amazon ever. And if that's all you offer me, you'll never get a sale from me because I can't find your website. But every sale that you don't do on Amazon, every sale you do through your, your PayPal button your Shopify light button or your Stripe button, you just made 15% more. If you have five of those a month, that's money. Yep. You know, I mean, it's money. And now I'm thinking that I need to, uh,
1: I need to get my, I've been thinking about putting up a website uh, around the topic that I have a lot of products in and Mm -hmm. uh, I've already been doing the generating content side of things for one of my private label products, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I could do the same kind of thing for that, uh, you know, more general website that's selling a bunch of different brands on it. Right. And drive that traffic and build a whole nother income source
0: right there. Yep. It's, it's all about income streams. It is all about income streams because then if one breaks, you have the others. What I recommend to people as far as going in that direction is start with WordPress and get the Shopify light program. The Shopify light program is the buy button and, and you You get the back end of Shopify. So you instantly have nine payment methods and you have a shopping cart and it's backed by Shopify. So you don't see credit cards. It's all secure. All you do is insert the code into your WordPress site and you're using Shopify on WordPress. You've got the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Um, And there's a a lot of flexibility there. You get the SEO of WordPress. You get the e-commerce of Shopify without having to learn liquid code um, and the other stuff on Shopify, hmm. uh, yeah, it, that's a good idea. Now, if you do that
1: though, when you click, when they click that buy now button, does it take them off your website to it, Shopify it,
0: site? It opens up the, the Shopify cart on your WordPress site. Okay. In an iframe.
1: It, it does embed right
0: in. in yep. In an iframe, in an iframe that's SSL secured.
1: Okay, good because that's always the that's cool. problem that I've I've had in the past. Yeah, With Shopify, Shopify Lite
0: is ten bucks a $10 month. Separate, separate site, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Shopify Lite program is ten bucks a month. It's okay. not a full, you don't have a Shopify store; you just have the Shopify back end. But if two years down the road you decide you're ready to expand to a store, you flip a switch on Shopify and you're, you're done. Yep, it's it's that, it's that easy because you've already built that whole back end of it. Um, for bigger, for for uh, sellers that have, say, more than 20 SKUs, 20 ASINs that they're going to do that for, then what I, I would suggest would be get a Shopify store and get a WordPress site and skin the WordPress site to match the Shopify site. There's, there's actually themes now. There's WordPress themes for Shopify now so that you can use them together and then use one or the other as the subdomain. Mm -hmm. So it would be, you know, my WordPress site is www.url.com and my store is store.url.com and they look the same. You go right from one to the other and it works. It works really well. And that you, you WordPress has SEO. They've got that cornered and there's um, a new uh, plugin that is 10 times better than Yoast. I'm a diehard Yoast user and rank math. Kicks the crap out of Yoast. Rank Math is um, it's it's current. It's got all the new um, requirements from the search engines. My traffic's gone up forty percent in a month of using Rank Math, which is nuts. Forty percent is a lot. Rank Math, you said. Rank Math. Yep, okay. it's I'll a new plugin, okay. and
1: I'm, I'm yeah. using Yoast on my private label WordPress sites. So. Mm-hmm.
0: So you want to get Rank Math? Um, I would get Rank Math Pro, which is fifty nine bucks a year. It's well worth it because it gives you schema and a couple other little extra things. And then get Nitro Pack. And Nitro Pack is new. You will instantly be um, under all of Google's uh, speed requirements that go into effect in May. So starting in May, if your site isn't fast enough, Google is going to start de-indexing it and suppressing sites. Yep. There's no WordPress site, no Shopify site, no Wix site. None of them out of the box can pass any of those requirements. All of them have to have something done to it. I've been working on my own site for a year and I was really close, but not close enough. I installed this Nitro pack and I'm 95 and better mobile and desktop on every single page. Nice within hours of installing it, no coding. Yeah. I mean, I was ab- absolutely floored. Now
1: I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You gotta have a fast loading time. Otherwise people are
0: going to leave. For sure. My entire site loads in less than two seconds and I have pages that have 35 podcasts on them. You know, my podcast archive page has 35 pod- videos on it from different podcasts I've been on. I have, you know, different court, you know, different workshops and stuff that have, all kinds of video and stuff on it. And they, they're all loading really fast. And that I'll see an increase in traffic from that as well. Yep. Super so 40, 40% in four weeks blew my doors off. Yep.
1: All right, Joe, well, this has been really good. I think a lot of good things for people to talk about. Uh, tell us quickly uh, what people can find over on e-commerce optimizer, if you would.
0: So. Um, I started this this agency to help third party sellers. What I saw was um, questionable things being taught to third party sellers and not the whole picture. Um, just the different that you know ninety five percent of all new sellers fail their first twelve months. That to me says the common methods taught suck and they're not a, they're not effective on a long term sustainable basis. So what i you know what I teach people is, the basics of establishing a foundation for your company that's going to outlast your Amazon store, outlast, you know, whatever marketplace is coming or going right now because you're building a brand. So um, I have workshops on the site starting at $19.95 a month. You get access to all the workshops. There's um, content creation. There's buyer persona. Um, there's pub- There's a publishing workshop on there. And they're, they're really d- very in-depth um, workshops. Plus, uh, I offer coaching and um, one-on-one consulting. So I do a lot of coaching, uh, one-on-one coaching with clients. And the goal there is that I'm using my 20 years of experience to help you find the way r- down the right path. So you know you want to go here, but you don't know how to get there. I know what you need to do. So I'm holding the light and I'm helping you get there. And eliminating the goal is to eliminate your learning curve, shorten your learning curve, or eliminate it. And you know, my background, our back, our experience, all of the um, assets that I have available, you know, I make that stuff available to my clients to help them move ahead. Um, and they and they do. I've I've helped a lot of people expand and diversify, um, and some have re- completely replaced Amazon, which I really I don't necessarily. Um, Recommend that because then you lose a portion of the market. But, you know, for each, everybody's got a different opinion of where they want to go. There's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that is holding anybody back, any sellers or anything, is themselves. Amazon's 10% of the internet users. Where are the other 90% buying from? Not They're not buying from Amazon sellers. So who are they buying from? That's the whole thing. Where is your audience? your whole audience does not reside on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, some audiences like teenagers, you sold products that appeal to teenagers and you're doing PPC and all that other stuff. You're wasting your money because teenagers don't hang out on Amazon. They hang out on Snapchat. They hang out, you know, in their, wherever their, their places are. And Amazon might feel like the best answer, but it's, it's not always. And the thing that Amazon offers is all that traffic. So it's really, it'll cloud, it really clouds the reality sometimes that, hey, I can go to this forum and be busier because there's nobody there. Yep. You know, yep. Gun Broker is a great example of a niche website, 12 million gun nuts on that website. So if you sold products for guns, you're going to do really well on Amazon. But on Gun Broker, you have specifically people that are there for only one thing gun products. Mm -hmm. You need, you should, you should be there too. You know, there's, I know of 250 different niche marketplaces around the world. I'm sure there's a lot more. Um, Everybody should be looking for niche marketplaces where their products can fit in search, you know, search for your keyword, Um, kids shoe marketplace, kids shoes, e-commerce, you'd be surprised what you find. You might find a, B2B marketplace where you can put your products and appeal to retailers and get your products in front of retailers. You might find a brand new marketplace and be one of the first sellers on it. And they help you with your advertising. You just never know because there's so much going on. I mean, this, this industry is changing so fast I can't keep up with it. I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible to keep up with, you know, all the news and all the changes. Um, so it's, it, it helps to revisit that stuff. You just don't know.
1: So uh, you mentioned earlier uh, that uh, you were going to give our viewers a discount on a coaching call if they were interested.
0: Yep. How can they take advantage of that? Um, they should come to my website, which is ecommerceoptimizer Optimizer, or they can find me on Facebook, um, which is eCommerce Optimizer. And I will, um, I will send you a coupon code today that they can put in when they go into register for that. Um, and it, yeah, I'll, I, I mean, I will sit down with anybody. We'll do a, a coaching call. I can review their business or we can review their goals. We can talk about options for them. Um, I, I, you know, I've been a part of the launching of 7 million products over the last 20 years, my products, clients products. So I've seen the same thing done, but under different circumstances, a million times. Mm-hmm. So it's always done a little different. Um, and that's, you know, that's the value of experience. You have options, you know, and, and it's, all, it's all about options. When you have options and backup plans, you have something to fall on, back onto. You have different things to try. So, you know, that's what I try to bring to, this, to the space with with everybody I talk to is, you know, try this. Here's this option that I know works. Here's this place that I know you're going to find your audience. Here's this technique that it resonates with your category. Um, they're all different. That's the whole thing. What works well with one category might not work with the next. Well I will uh, put that promo code uh,
1: in the show notes and a link uh, to get that code to call if they're interested. Mm -hmm. Uh, and your website is ecommerce-optimizer.com. And like you said, you got a lot of good workshops and different things on there.
0: So I recommend people check that out. And there's a free Pinterest workshop on there for e-commerce. For sure. um, That that I've had up for a year and uh, it, it can get anybody started on Pinterest. All right. Very good. Well, Joe, I
1: really appreciate you coming on the show. I think a lot of really good information in here. Uh, any last words of wisdom and then we'll wrap up. Don't let
0: anybody tell you, you can't do something. You're not, you know, you're only limited by, by yourself. You can sell anywhere. Um, it's finding your market. If your market's there, you can sell. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. All right,
1: Joe. Well, I appreciate it. You have an awesome day. Yeah, you too. Thank you.
0: This has been another episode of the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast. Thanks for listening, fellow entrepreneur. And always remember, success is yours if you take it.